Benjamin Ullman, it has started yet. We're here. Shouts out to everybody locked in. Shouts out to the early crew who are locked in and waiting. You are smart and I appreciate you. Shabba. Akira. What up, Borsu? Says, I see the Akira animation, man, whenever I see Akira the Don. So what's up, man? Got it. Yo, I don't even understand any of that sentence, but that's cool. We're here. By the way, everyone that was locked in last week, People were asking for a Discord. We have a Discord now. Shouts out to the Discord. We have a Discord. The link to the Discord is in the description of this video. Yes, it is. Uh, so you can go hang out in that Discord. There's already 48 people on that Discord. Um, 48 bad motherfuckers. On the Discord, Jacob Croft, just jumping in there with the questions, that's what we're here for, says, when is the Weinstein wave? Yo, I was having a discussion about that earlier. Oh yeah, but I ain't saying nothing. Oh yeah, but there's, um, look at me, I covered up my head with chat on the video, let me move that. Maybe I should move it over there. Hey, how about that? Alright, yeah, so anyway, yeah, we were talking last week about the meaning wave universe, the MWU, the MWU, and uh, it's kind of a way I'm approaching looking at this. You think about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that kicked off 10 years ago with Iron Man. The Meaning Wave Universe kicked off eight months ago with JBP Wave. So I guess Jordan Peterson is the Iron Man of the Meaning Wave Universe. Now, as, as other players come in, they flesh out this universe and they expand this universe. Alan Watts might be a Doctor Strange type figure. He kind of opens up the cosmos somewhat. Or maybe, maybe it's not him. Maybe it's Rogan. Maybe it's someone else like Terrence McKenna. We shall see. But anyway, as for the Weinsteins, there's a couple of Weinsteins. There's some dope Weinsteins out there. Not just scumbag Weinsteins ruining the Weinstein name for everybody. There's dope, smart Weinsteins. One of those smart Weinsteins tweeted the other day, this was Eric Weinstein, tweeted something along the lines of, you haven't made it until Akira the Don has turned your words into music. Dare to dream. Yo. Shouts out to that smart man. Shouts out to all of you. Sean Skin. Anyway, so yeah, I'm not saying anything else. I don't, you know I don't like to uh, talk too much about what's coming up because, uh, you know, I like things. But anyway, last week I told you coming up was Mr. Rogers. And lo, Mr. Rogers did occur. This week, Neighbor Wave dropped yesterday. 
Shouts out to Neighbor Wave. Shouts out to everyone who has been leaving really lovely comments about Neighbor Wave. Like, loads of people saying it made them cry. Well, it made me cry in making it. It makes me cry thinking about it. Oh, my God. That proud of you bit. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I hope that you are proud. What is it? No. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Uh, 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 as proud as I... Oh, whatever. Anyway. Shit, I had that on a loop in my head for the past, like, two days, and now I've forgotten it. Anyway, just that. I kept crying trying to make that feel so... <laughs> and I'm singing on that as well. I'm like, I do this whole harmony thing on it. It was just very difficult to do. And then when he starts talking about his dog, oh, my God. And then I, like, Googled his dog, Mitzi. He talks about when his dog, Mitzi, died. It's really beautiful. Anyway, I found this picture. There's, an ama- there's this really beautiful picture of, of young Fred Rogers with his dog, Mitzi. He's so handsome and wholesome and all-American looking. It's amazing. Anyway, yeah. So, shouts out to Fred Rogers. Shouts out to Rogers Wave. Shouts out to Neighbor Wave, sorry. And shouts out to my five-year-old son, Hercules, who sings on the opening track. McDubnet says, listen to Neighbor Wave as I fell asleep last night. It was fantastic, sir. Thank you. Well, thank you for being there. Linky Poo says, if JP is Iron Man, then Sam Harris is Captain America, Civil War, also Harris Wave. I see you guys are you're thinking along the right lines. You're thinking along the right lines. Anyway, speaking of, um, of that whole side of things, one of the biggest questions I've been getting all week, I've been getting this question every day from multiple places, uh, is when is the next JBP wave dropping? Well, the answer is next week. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, JBP wave seven. Someone was asking me last week if I'm thinking about, like I seem to work in threes. They've noticed this thing. And lo, this is true, which means that seven is is the start of something new. So that's exciting. JBP wave seven next week. Shut up. Mika says, big fan of Watts Wave. Looking forward to the next release. Ah, yes, Watts. Good old Watts. Yeah, the Watts Wave 4 is incoming also. What else is coming up? There's loads of really cool stuff coming up. Um, Yeah, archetypical stuff. Archetype stuff. Hero's Journey stuff. And Neil Young said, Joey Diaz Wave. Yo, I've been I've been on this Coco Wave. Someone else is asking. Who asked? Was it Josh? Someone asked, how's that Joey Diaz cocksucker wave coming along? <laughs> yeah. Yo, um, yeah, that one's going to be amazing. That one's going to be amazing. The trick for that is, like, getting the stories in the right order. Uh, Matt Agin, Terrence McKenna wave. Well, I think I, I let this one go somewhere else. So, yes, that one's happening, and that's basically next after jbp7 mckenna is coming the art i've got the artwork in already the artwork is amazing uh it's like the whole thing is uh is very epic and psychedelic and expansive maybe that's the doctor strange of the um meaning wave universe sean skins bruce lee bruce lee wave please sir lots of people asking for bruce lee because you know that's righteous and bruce lee's a smart man i love bruce lee don't think, feel. It was one of my maxims growing up. I was very influenced by that whole wave. Be like water. Ding, ding, ding. Sean Skin says, who does your artwork? 
I got a, I got a team. I'm building a team over here. We're building a goddamn army. It's beautiful. I used to do it all. So all the early ones, like JBP, one to three, and all that stuff. I did all that. Uh, and then a young Don called Aldous Massey from Australia um, got chat. Was in the Sourcewave chat room. Got chatting to him, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm an artist." Love your stuff. Sent me some stuff. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, he did the JBP4 art and, uh, and then phased. I got chatting to him as well because he posted some JBP, JP stuff on his Instagram. And he's dope. And he does lots of artwork for us now. Uh, got another guy called Brian West who's making his Meaning Wave debut next week. Uh, he's done the McKenna art. And uh, he's done Akira. the art for another one, which he just sent me this morning, which is for like three weeks time and that's amazing lots of people have been asking for that benjamin ullman says interested in bob ross wave yo oh as a question shit man i love bob ross so much last christmas i like i haven't had a tv since 2003 i threw my television out the window of my second story apartment and ordered a projector off the internet and never looked back and i still have a projection one of the cool things about having a projector in the house is you can fill a whole wall with something beautiful you don't even even need to have sound on. You can just have a big moving image. Anyway, a lot of Christmas, I just had Bob Ross on the wall. Just Bob Ross, straight up, giant size on the wall, and listening to Source Wave Radio, and then turning Bob Ross up, and you'd have Bob Ross just sort of like talking about little fluffy clouds and stuff over Source Wave Radio. So that was our Christmas meaning wave, was that. So yes, Bob Ross is a beautiful inevitability. WT, sup man, you have soundtracked my day today, a lot of driving, nice, good, proud of you, and uh, happy to be soundtracking your life, that's what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to soundtrack lives out here, David E says, your creativity has allowed me to become more creative, <laughs> thank you, that's wonderful, uh, great, Ian Vass says, rad studio space, thank you very much, I'll have to do a little tour of this one of these days, so you can see the whole, whole thing, that gold thing back there, that's my, my um, vocal booth, it's very cool. Uh, Blunt Trauma says, nice shirt. Thank you very much. I'm wearing my um, Meaning Wave shirt and my white long sleeve Meaning Wave. It's very dope. You can get your own at akiridadon.com slash shop and you can get 10% off with the code AskAkira June 14 because you were here on June 14th at Ask Akira. So there. Appreciate you all. Bad motherfucker you are. Matt Aggin says, Erica says, thank you. Well, thank you, Erica. Appreciate you. Yankee Lover says, what's good, Akira the Don? What's good? It's all good, baby. It's a beautiful day to be alive. Harris Durkin says, do you have any suggestions on learning to make music with a program? Yes, I do. Uh, the suggestions are, get a program, any program, doesn't matter which one, and make some music in it. There are 12-year-olds on YouTube who will show you how to do everything, the ins and outs of everything. When I started, I had to work it all out myself. Uh, you don't have to do that anymore. 12-year-olds on YouTube will show you how to do it all. It's easy and fun. If you're on a PC, probably get Fruity Loops. Get FL Studio. It's, it's easy and fun. That's what I started on. If you're on a Mac, Akira. you have Logic Pro X. It's like really cheap and amazing. That's what I use. But if you don't want to spend any money at all, then there's free ones like Reaper and stuff. So it's a beautiful time to be alive. You can make like number one albums for no money. It's awesome. Uh, some, some questions from the Community tab. Andrew Thomas said, after seeing your positive and uplifting interactions with Herc in the last Ask Akira, I'm wondering if you could tell me why you decided to become a father 
and the mindset you had before and after becoming one. Well, I didn't decide to be a father because, well, I didn't plan to in, in a structured way. Hercules was a beautiful accident. Uh, my wife had gone to India to stay in an ashram for a month and, and learn to be a yoga instructor, and she was getting up at five in the morning, eating off a leaf and not talking till midday and all that stuff. And uh, when she returned from her ashram, she immediately, immediately fell pregnant. And uh, so did lots of other people who were in her ashram. So there was something about that ashram. Anyway, we, it was one of those things. We were always like, oh, it's not time to have a kid yet. It's not time to have, We haven't got enough money yet. And like, we're not in the position we need to be in yet. If we'd just planned and there hadn't been that beautiful accident, it would never have been the time. It's never the time. It's never the right time to have a kid. That's so, you know, I always say to people, just, you should just have a kid. Kids, is, like, this is just dope. Hercules is the illest thing I've ever witnessed. It's just absolutely beautiful, magical thing every day, being a father. And uh, I wish I'd done it sooner, and I wish I had 500 of them. They're just amazing things, kids. Uh, he's so loving right now. He's five, and he's just got... He just really wants to hang out with me all the time, and he wakes up excited. He's like, Dada, 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 will we, can we play? Let's do this, let's do that. He's like ringing me up. What time are you getting home, Dada? I want to play. I want to do this, I want to do that. Like, he's, he's just very loving and excited about being alive and interested in, in growing and stuff. And it's really cool. That's a really cool energy to have around you. And I realized something. I was wondering about the passage of time. Some people were discussing it on my feed. And uh, why it is that time... People are always asking, like... Someone was asking me this last week. Is, do, we, do you think time is speeding up? And it's like, you always think time is speeding up as you get older. It feels like it's speeding up. Now, the reason for that, I believe, is because as you get older, everything in your life gets turned into a habit loop. Whether it's, like, your, your walk to work or brushing your teeth or putting your clothes on or even interactions with people you love and stuff, these things can just convert into habit loops because it's how we have managed to sort of evolve to this point as humans. It's like if you had to think about walking when you were walking, you'd never be able to do anything else. You'd just be like working, like trying to remember how to walk. So that all those things get converted into habit loops. But the problem is with habit loops is like once you have a habit loop, you, your mind kind of fast forwards it. Uh, so... For example, if you go to work every day, you go the same route, that route, your mind will fast forward it pretty much. You won't even really remember doing it. That's why when you're, like, if you go on holiday, you always remember everything you did on the holiday down to the most minute detail, but you have no idea what you did last week, most people, because you've turned everything into a habit loop. So the, the trick in life, if you don't want life to just speed away from you, is to, like, disrupt your habit loops, uh, make new ones, you know, like, move your bed to a different side of the room or walk a different way to work or look up or move house i find move country moving country is a really good one for slowing time down and the other really good one is have a kid because a kid doesn't have any habit loops yet they're just developing right so if you're hanging out with a kid and really paying attention to them and like being present with them and engaging with them like like a real human not like a little little stupid little baby thing be like oh look at you cute 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 like think of them like a regular human and interact with them that way and then you kind of go into their frame of mind and time slows down because they're seeing everything new for the first time and therefore so are you through them. It's very cool. So I recommend having a kid for lots of reasons, but like, you know, slowing down your life and making it more rich and, and joyful and beautiful is one of them. Uh, you get to feel like Mr. Rogers all the time. You know that if you listen to Neighbor Wave, everyone who listens to Neighbor Wave, it's interesting. You kind of, 
people who cry, <laughs> so many people cry listening to it. And those people are beautiful, bad motherfuckers and they're connected and they understand. And it's like, you have a kid, you get that feeling like every day. Every time you pay attention, you just get that feeling because it's just these beautiful, beautiful moments all the time of just just stunning awe at the, the glory of, of humanity. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So, yes, Andrew Thomas, thank you for your question. As for the mindset I had before and after becoming a father, my mindset before becoming a father, I realized two days ago I was going through my Google photo library for my wife to try and make one for her with all my photos. But I'm trying to split it up so she doesn't get all my memes. <laughs> so, like, it's just be like a mess of memes and baby pictures. But I'm like, oh, my God, look at me in, like, 2012. I was a fat mess. Look at me there. I look terrible. Look at me there. I had this, like, basically my mindset before. Her, and then, then it's like, oh, now look at me there. I look really cool, and I've suddenly got buff. And it's basically around the time Hercules turns up. I just I sort myself out. I, my mindset was pretty terrible in retrospect. I didn't have a proper plan. I was kind of just bouncing from one project to the next. So I was always working really hard and always industrious and making lots of music and stuff. But I didn't have any structure or a plan. I didn't, I didn't think any further ahead than like tomorrow, the end of the day. And then you see Hercules comes along, and I just my mindset starts sorting itself out. And Hercules has really changed my life in that regard. And every day I'm trying to be better and more like organized and disciplined and all that sort of thing. And then, and he has a, he's, you know, that's a lot down to him and, uh, and my wife and basically picking up the, the responsibility of being a father and a husband and, and, uh, and having, you know, having a family and doing it well and successfully and properly. So again, that's one of the, that's the example of, you know, picking up the heaviest loads you could think of. That makes your life better. It's like way better. Look at like, you know, I look, Way better now than I did 10 years ago. So, yeah. So thank you for your question, Andrew Thomas. Um, let's go look back at the chat room where we are. Yankee Lover 100, have you faced demonetization for some of your waves? Yes, is the answer to that. I have faced demonetization for lots of stuff. Like, I don't make any money off, like, JBP wave one, for example, or two, or three, or four. <laughs> you know, so... Um, Whatever. That's, that's why it's like, you know, people buying stuff and people buying the merch and people downloading stuff is really useful because, or whatever it is, because that's basically the money. That's where most of the money comes from, where any money does come from. And so, yes, it's a tricky thing out there right now. I've talked about this before, but we're in this um, middle ground of the Internet. Things aren't quite fixed yet uh, with regards to monetization. In the future you'll be able to uh, sample a record or you'll be able to make a mix and the algorithm will automatically work out which bits you used and who owned those bits and it'll divvy up the money automatically between everybody. So you can like sample uh, whatever producer making a beat that samples Otis Redding and then you could put some vocals over the top of it and everyone will get a micropayment. And it would be dope. Estradaniel E says, I would definitely buy vinyl Watts Wave. When there are enough of you, I will definitely be making vinyl. So make yourselves heard so I know I can kind of work it out. And the way one does, um, what's I going to say? Yeah, like the Discord could be good for that. The Discord, I have uh, sections in it where you can request stuff. So you can, if you go in there and request vinyl, if enough of you do that, then I can say, okay, they want vinyl, and then we can make it happen. Vinyl's expensive, but it's dope. I, I, I had vinyl of mine first releases 
Um, thank you to Carlo Rota for 1,000... Oh, hang on. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. That's not... Yankee Lover 100, why do you think the artistic process can be so hard? Well, everything's hard. Everything worthwhile is hard. Everything worthwhile is hard. And the artistic process, if you're really aiming for something good, then it's going to be hard. And that's just it. That's like anything in life. Anything worthwhile is hard. And thank goodness it is. Faye Israel, what's the Discord called and how do I get an invite? The invite link is in the description of this very video. You just hit the description down there. It's the link at the top. WT, I have a question in the community page regarding demonetization, which may be useful. I posted after listening to how you help Big Nasty set up Twitter. Where did I miss that? I missed that. My bad. What post was that on? I wonder. Um, Josh Barebones Bear Clark says, have you ever considered doing any crossovers with any other artists in the lo-fi or other tangential genres? And the answer is yes, of course. Of course. Definitely. There's some stuff coming up, actually. And that's a bit, one of the cool things about this is, like, uh, I do these mixes and stuff, and some of the artists hit me up, and they're really happy that I use their music, and they're excited, and then you're like, oh, shit, we have things in common. Lo-Fi Hokage is, is like that. He's a really great artist who I really love, and he's really into what I'm doing and how I've used his music and stuff, so we'll be doing something. Um, Catalyst. It's one of my favorite artists. And we've been talking recently. He's on... Uh, I've used his music quite a lot. He makes. He has this very specific sound. It's kind of like sad guitar and like really big trap sort of uh, production. It's really dope. So yeah, that's cool. Um, what else is going on? Uh, yeah, and I've got a bunch of collaborations with some cool YouTube people coming up. Uh, I've got a track on the Bootleg Boys channel dropping this week. And I'm doing something for Ryan Celsius. That's coming up. And also doing a project with Comic Book Girl 19. That's very exciting, and that's also something that people have been asking for. So that's cool. Sedzeria says, Akira, what DAW do you use? I use Logic. As mentioned earlier, I use Logic. I used to use Fruity Loops and Acid, and then I made an album with uh, Stephen Haig, who's a brilliant producer. He did New Order and Blur and Bjork and stuff. I'm working with him, and he was like, you need to get off that Stone Age thing that you're on and come over to the right side. And he showed me logic. And he basically sat me down with it for like an hour. And I was like, oh, shit. And then uh, I got a laptop and uh, a MacBook Pro. And the same MacBook Pro I'm still using for stuff. Like, and that was in 2011. And I've never had a virus. Woo! Sean Dowling. Owen Benjamin would be great for the wave. Shouts out to Owen Benjamin. He's very funny. <laughs> Death Dragon, your views on cryptocurrency. Love you, man. Thank you, Death Dragon. I love you too. Uh, my views on cryptocurrency are that uh, it's very exciting and it's obviously the future and it um, frees us from lots of stuff. And uh, governments are very scared of it because governments have just turned into middlemen for banks. And if this gets rid of the need for middlemen, then, then they're in trouble. Woo! Anyway, it's very early days with crypto right now. I don't know. I know, I know nothing, really. I, I follow some people. I follow Naval and a bunch of crypto people, and I try and pay attention to what's going on, but, but this isn't my field of expertise at all. But I, I think it's kind of like when uh, 
AOL and FreeServe were email clients. I kind of think we're at that stage of the game with it. I think it's very early. Life Starts Now says, I love you, Akira. I love you, Life Starts Now. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being alive. Thank you for sharing your light with the world. Alexander says, Akira, I got high yesterday and a friend of mine put on your music, What's Wave 3, and it was so beautiful, I actually cried. The feeling of sadness was so intense. Thank you for making this possible. Yo. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to write that and for being here and for being a bad motherfucker. I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, Josh says, I know you asked this already. My bad. Okay, Rob on the Discord asked, would you hold online discussions over Discord between your subscribers to pull samples from? Maybe read an excerpt from Great Thinkers beforehand, then have a discussion about it afterwards and pull samples from it. Ooh, that sounds very ambitious. Uh, but it sounds like the sort of ambitious thing that I would enjoy doing. Uh, I'm like, I'm a complete noob with Discord. Like this time last week, I didn't have a Discord and I'd never really done anything on a Discord. Now we have a Discord and it's cool and I'm working it out. So I guess it's like, but we've just been doing mostly text, but I guess there's a voice aspect, right? So you can all talk and stuff. So it'd be like a live book club or something. I kind of like the idea of that to be honest. So let's develop that thinking. And uh, the way to do that, I imagine, would be to talk about it on the Discord. So go over to the Discord and talk about it. And bear in mind, I'm a complete noob and I need things explaining to me with regards to that stuff. So there. Whop, 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 whop. Amongst enemies in the Discord says, does anyone ever wonder what people like Mr. Rogers would think of the current political and cultural climate in America? Akira. Well, you know, Mr. Rogers was a very kind person. Uh, but one of the main things about Mr. Rogers, as, I, as far as I can tell from sort of studying him and watching his work, is Mr. Rogers was really emphatic. He was a very emphatic man. He was very in touch with his empathy superpower. And empathy is as a man like Gary Vee likes to point out completely correctly, the superpower. Empathy is the superpower. And empathy is the superpower that many today are forgetting about, especially in relation to political and cultural climate and discussions thereof. And uh, That's one of the reasons that uh, there's a lot of unpleasantness around a lot of it. It's because people are not being emphatic. People aren't putting themselves in the position of the other person or caring to. Uh, I was seeing this in the UK before I came out here, the whole Brexit thing. Uh, my sort of London friends just thought the whole rest of the country was a bunch of idiot racists. And I hang out in the rest of the country and I know those people and those people are not idiot racists. They have genuine concerns about their lives and the impact that things have on their lives. And all you have to do is... in you just need to put yourself in the position of other people, especially people that you assume are your enemy, no matter what it is. Um, so I think we need to do more of that. And that's what I think Mr. Rogers would be doing. I think he would be emphatic. I think he would think of, uh, he would put himself in the position of everybody and try and see things from everybody's point of view. And then he would try and find a way of communicating to everybody what they have in common and, and a way of moving forward along those lines. So there. 
DA, thank you for the super chat. Says, any plans to add your long tracks to Spotify? That's good. Lots of people have been asking me about this. I would love everything to be on Spotify. I would love that. It's tricky because there's, you know, copyright issues. So you need to get permission. And if I'm doing mixes that have other people's songs, I need to hunt down those people. And the problem is with lo-fi, it's a lot of stuff that's illegally sampling records. So those people don't have the rights to release those records, uh, let alone me using those records, sampling those records. So there's that issue. And then there's the speakers themselves. So in the case of Jordan Peterson, I, I you know, we, we were in touch. And uh, I got his permission and blessing to do the 12 Rules for Life album and th all those tracks. And so that's why that stuff's on Spotify. Uh, I, uh, so I'm reaching out to people. Uh, Naval has given me his blessing to do some stuff. So the N Naval stuff is going to be on Spotify. And I'm working on a Meaning Wave album, like a um, proper album thing. And I'm reaching out to everybody and getting clearance and stuff. It's just like a longer process. So basically anything I can put on Spotify, I will. And I'm working on that a bit at the moment. There's going to be some stuff going on Spotify next week. Uh, and the, the, my goal is to be putting something on Spotify every week. I drop three projects a week on YouTube, and I'm trying to get at least one thing a week on Spotify. So, yes, I'm, I'm doing as much as I can. And if anyone, you know, you can all help with this stuff. And the way you can help with it is like, say, in the instance of uh, like the Rogan track, people are like, get that. We want that on Spotify. Best way to get that on Spotify is to send it to Rogan and Jamie and those sorts of people so that it gets on their radar and then they like it. And then I can kind of like get hold of them and get permission because, yeah, that's how. Ducks Galt, thank you for the super chat, uh, says, who are some of your favorite K-pop artists? Do you still listen to it? That's a good question, too. I love K-pop, but I haven't listened to any K-pop for like a year because for the past year, I've been kind of immersed in wave music, like really immersed in wave music because I've been doing all this meaning wave stuff and I've been doing... Um, Source Wave Radio and stuff. So I've kind of been out of touch with it for the past year. So if anything's happened over the last year that I should know about, please uh, let me know. If anyone wants to send me an email with like the best K-pop from the past year. Um, yeah, obviously I love Big Bang and um, Pity Pity Pada Pada Mini Mani Mo. <laughs> I really liked Block B. A Block B still around. Block B were like, um, they were like E17 to... Big Bangs take that in my as in like they were a bit like rowdier and so they were like the Rolling Stones to Big Bangs Beatles. <laughs> I really liked Blackbeard. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so anyone wants to help me out on any of these sorts of things, please send me stuff. You can get me at akiridon at gmail.com. Also, the Discord again is great for this because you can like post things in the Discord and then I can just like play it. So that's exciting. Adam Shellard says, do you like, thank you for the super chat, Adam Shellard, says, do you like Jonathan Pagu's work? I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. I'm a big fan of that man uh, and his whole vibe and the whole subject matter. And this is something we're going to be delving more into as the Meaning Wave universe expands. That I'm really into the whole um, archetypical stories thing the whole hero's journey all that type of stuff and that's like a storyline we're going to be moving into and developing along as the ne over the next phase that's something i'm really into so yes we can expect a bunch of that stuff
uh, where were we? SZQ in the Discord said, I wonder, I wonder. Easter eggs are a very popular in games and pretty popular in cinema. But in music, closest phenomena to Easter eggs is stealing some 30-plus years old popular song and play it as your own. <laughs> At least in the main popularity of modern music. Why don't we have Easter eggs in music? We are talking here about mixing, hiding in today, music, old sound effects, phrases, and short clippings from soundtracks and music. Well, I don't know about anyone else, but this is literally what I've always done. Like, I've always done this. I've always done this, and I continue to do this. For example, on the Rogan song, there was a couple of little Easter eggs where we had a tiny little bit of Jocko and a little Bucko in there. I would consider those Easter eggs. There's also a couple of other Easter eggs in there, which you, you can find for yourself. I literally put these things into every song I do. Sometimes they're hidden quite small. Sometimes it's like a snare that is put in a certain place because it's making a point or something, but sometimes it's sound effects, sometimes it's a tiny bit from a film, even if it's like a bit of a rain sound, <laughs> whatever it is. But yeah, I personally put Easter eggs in everything I do and loads of them. The idea being, I was like this, that you can keep listening to the music and finding new stuff in it. And years later, you might find something you didn't realize at the time what it was. And I've been doing loads of that with the Meaning Wave. So as new Meaning Wave stuff comes out, you'll be able to listen to old Meaning Wave and go, oh, shit, so that was like signposting that, and that was leading to that, and that sort of thing. I'm trying to build a rich and textured universe. So there, thank you. I appreciate you uh, caring about stuff like that. SZQ. Um, WT. Are you posting on DTube platform or Steam it? There are crypto versions of YouTube and Facebook. May increase your piggy bank. Much love. I'm not posting on those yet, actually. I put. I just signed up to one. Someone invited me to a, a crypto YouTube thing, and I uploaded all my stuff there. And I can't remember what it's called now. And I don't know if the thing is these. I don't know if anyone's on these things. That's the whole problem with like you know. Uh, the audience is all on YouTube, and people are starting to go to Twitch. I'm looking into things to do on Twitch. But yeah, I'm like, and it's a time thing. It's like I don't have. The amount of time I have, I have to be very regimented with it because I'm trying to put out so much stuff. I'm trying to be so hyper-productive. So if I'm going to stick to keep putting out three projects a week, it's like, it doesn't leave a huge amount of time for stuff like that. So again, anything like that, if anyone wants to help out with that, I'd, that would be very much appreciated. If anyone um, knows one of these things and wants to set me up an account and like upload my YouTube stuff to that, that then I'm, I'm into it. Blunt Trauma, thank you for the super chat says, have you ever struggled with depression or substance abuse? If so, how did you overcome it? So that's, a, that's a very reasonable question, considering, uh, well, that we're alive. <laughs> uh, shout out to everyone who enjoyed the Bourdain piece. Also, shout out to everyone who was flabbergasted that I would do such a thing. Uh, there were lots of people really loved it. Most people really loved it. And there were a few people who were kind of disgusted. So, like, how could you do something with this guy who he was weak and he killed himself and he left his family behind you know like what number one like judge ye not lest ye be judged etc like I don't know that guy I don't know his life I don't know what he was going through I don't know what happened like I don't know anything and you don't either you weren't there and you don't know so whatever I mean I, I've felt like that at times in my life I've, I've been up and down on that sort of thing you know, I'm, I'm a father. I have a son. I would never leave my goddamn son. I could, well, I couldn't imagine 
doing that. I couldn't imagine what kind of mindset I would have to be in to do that. But I'm not about to go judging other people. And also just because someone, if someone has done something that you disagree with hugely, does that negate anything else they've done? I do not think it does. I don't think an artist, someone said something along these lines, like the worst thing you can do to an artist is hold them up rigidly to the the messages they put out or whatever. Like if a person is giving you good advice but isn't necessarily following that themselves, it doesn't negate the advice. I had this with Alan Watts. People were like, oh, I can do stuff with Alan Watts. He's a fraud. He died a drunk. doesn't mean everything that what he was saying didn't have value. It doesn't matter that if he couldn't himself stick to it. It doesn't mean that what he was saying didn't have value or wasn't useful. Like if, I don't know, some people are living embodiments of what they say. Someone like Jocko Willink, right? Jocko Willink, he's like, get after it, you know, and he, and he gets after it. He's a, you can go on his Instagram. He's up at half three in the morning every morning getting after it, right? He's a, he's a, he's a living example, and that's wonderful. But everything doesn't need to be that, I don't feel. And as for um, depression, like, you know, everyone gets, gets sad. Everyone, you know, life is hard. It's, that's the point, that it's hard. And sometimes you, you can't see outside of that. And sometimes it's like the, the sun will never come out again. But it will, is the thing. It will. You know, it, always, it will. I've, I've had incredibly dark times, absolutely, ridiculously dark times. I've had a ridiculous life. I've some, been through some very ridiculous things. Like, you know, uh, I spent my 15th birthday sleeping in an abandoned building with no roof, like, miles away from, from home. And, like, I, I was homeless when I was 16, like, I've, lots of, I, I'm not going to talk about, like, you know, been through stuff, everyone's been through stuff, we've all been through stuff, there was something, so there was a time when something happened, and it was, I didn't know how I was ever going to get past it, and I couldn't see ever being able to get past it, but I did, and you, and you always do, you know, you just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other, and just keep moving, and, uh, and, and you'll be okay, and, um, I, you know, the substance abuse thing is, is a tricky one. I had a very good friend who was an alcoholic. I had a, my goddamn uncle was an alcoholic. My uncle was in the police, and he saw such awful things in the police. It just destroyed him, just absolutely destroyed him. And uh, he was an alcoholic, and he, he died. Was he 40? Holy shit. On Boxing Day, he just died. Sat in his lazy boy, sat in his chair. On Boxing Day, he just died from booze. My dad found him. He disappeared, and my dad went and found him, and he was just, like, in his room. It, like, there was nothing in the room but a mattress and his little record player, and he was sat there just playing uh, the records him and my dad used to listen to when they were, um, when they were young. My dad found him and sort of cleaned him up and took him um, home. But it wasn't enough, and it was too late. Anyway, you know, life is hard. And it's beautiful, and it's worth it.
Anyway, thank you. Uh, Joshua Daigle says, Akira, first off, you fucking rock, me boy. Secondly, some of your waves, particularly the last wave, had a psychedelic vibe to it. Is that part of your aim when creating? Y yeah, well, you know, I always try and match the music to the subject. So if you listen to the Rogan one, then that, that music matches Rogan, matches his personality and matches what he's talking about at that thing. And I always try and do that. And uh, we're moving right now into a new cultural space. We oscillate as, as a culture. Every seven years, we oscillate between uh, punk and hippie, shall we say. Or we oscillate between uh, acid and speed, between nihilism and, and the opposite of nihilism, perhaps, between sort of dark and color. And we're heading back towards psychedelia right now. It's, everything's been, and you know, you look at conspiracy culture is always a good way of gauging what's going on really in, in the kind of, uh, in the zeitgeist, in the mass cultural id. Um, and conspiracy culture around the turn of the decade was, was really into aliens and things of that nature and space and, 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 and uh, psychedelic stuff and, creepy weird stuff and then it just like swooshed down 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 and became all preoccupied with islam and feminism and things of that nature and uh that's where we've been the uh, all the political movements of the past few years have been these sort of earth earthy things and uh, people have been wearing black and people have been doing like sort of crappy sort of fake speed drugs and things of that nature. But we're, um, we're now swinging back towards the psychedelic. So the, the, the counterculture now is getting psychedelic again. That's where it's headed. Things are going to get more colorful. Uh, ideas are going to get sort of trippier and more esoteric again. People are going to start looking out to the stars again and things of like that. That's where the culture's headed now. And, and uh, my music will, will be reflecting that. Uh, obviously, it's not everything... It, everything doesn't follow this, but the general mood of culture is tilting back towards psychedelic. Uh, it's the very, this summer is the beginning of it. This summer is the beginning, beginning of the new psychedelic age, the, which will be mainstream in about three years, is my prediction. This, right now, it's the high water mark of like the goth nihilist thing in mainstream. Like, it always takes what, uh, like, so as mainstream, it's at, at peak darkness. You know, like meme culture and black humor and all that type of thing. So we're switching back the other way, which is why, you know, Roger's Wave is important because um, wholesomeness is the new punk rock. Wholesomeness is the wave. And all that edgy stuff is going to look real, really cheesy very soon. All the edgy boy stuff is just going to seem lame. Wholesomeness is the wave. And uh, it's going to be all about, you know, taking responsibility and uh, family and being a bad motherfucker, and, uh, you know, yeah. And that's cool. I'm excited about that. Because this new cultural age is, is going to be mixing sort of self-responsibility with the psychedelic thing. So it's going to be this, like, loving, trippy, really responsible thing. <laughs> so that's dope. Um, anyway, where are we at? Shouts out to everybody, by the way. Uh, this is the most people we've had on a stream so far. We're going up every week. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you all for being here. Uh, Bill Bob says, I love color. Well, there you go. Hey, I mean, we just saw this. Kanye West is very 
he's always at the front of things. He's always just at the right point. He just dropped his new uh, clothing line. And the past few years, it's all been like black and dark colors and sort of military kind of cyber, like dystopian type stuff. His new shit is all just like mad colorful. It's all like psychedelic, like tie dyes and shit. You know, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be seeing this everywhere. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, I hate HBU says made a Sagan wave yet. Sagan's cosmic, right? Cosmic stuff fits in to where we're going. So, yeah. I haven't done it yet, but it's, it's, it's definitely on the list. And I did actually start something. Someone com- commissioned me to do something, and then they couldn't afford me. So that stopped that. Mr. Pickle. Shout out, Mr. Pickle. Says, I really like your new single. It's comparatively unique. Are we going to be blessed with more of these kinds of sounds? Yo, well, firstly, thank you. And he's talking about uh, the golden age which you can hear on Spotify or on my YouTube or anywhere. But yeah, that was my first vocal single uh, in four or five years. Four years. And um, yes, you'd definitely be hearing more. Uh, I'm trying to, like, yeah, you'll definitely be hearing more. I don't want to make any sort of promises on release dates or whatever, but I have, I have a, lot of, a lot of songs. I have a lot to say. Uh, and we're getting to the point now where it's, I think people are ready to, to listen which is why I shut up. I stopped singing and rapping and stuff because I felt it was a bit of a case of pearls before swine and people weren't ready. And do you know what? Part of that I realize now is this whole sort of nihilist versus psychedelia thing because I'm pretty much a very optimistic person. Like, someone left a comment earlier saying that um, they felt like I had this great balance of being 80% light, 20% dark, and that's about right. So we've been going through a dark period and in that dark period, that's not hasn't really been the time for me to be talking that much because I'm not I'm not that guy. And people were trying to get me to do stuff like that, and it's like you know I could have done the little peep thing and been fake sad, but I can't be fake sad because like that ain't me. I I think it's a be- you know I I'm I'm glad I'm here. I think it's a wonderful world. I lo- I love people. Um, you know I I think that everything's getting better. I think it's the best time to be alive in, in recorded human history and to be moping about now at this peak, at this glorious peak is, is just stupid. It's, it's, it's not stupid, it's embarrassing. It's like, think of your ancestors, everything they went through, everything they went through, right? So that like, you could be nutted into existence and you're gonna sit around being sad and moaning. Like, how could you, how dare you? Like everything they went through, right? And here you are at this most incredible, this hitherto unimaginable paradise. Just walk around and like, you don't get shot. Well, like, usually, or like, you, you can generally, pretty much, most people can walk outside and like, they won't immediately be attacked. And that's amazing. And like, you know, there's, I'm walking around uh, downtown Los Angeles and there's homeless people everywhere, but there's fat homeless people. Like, that's how amazing the world is. Like, you, you, like, you can be homeless and you can still eat. You know, this, and um. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to make light of anyone's experience or whatever, but I'm saying it's like, compared to your grandparents, your life is incredible. And I don't care who you are or where you are. Like, your life compared to the, is better. You have a more comfortable life than the richest person in the world 100 years ago. God damn it. So, like, you know, act accordingly and like, be grateful. You know? And be humble, be grateful. That was what Bourdain was saying in that track, and, and he was right. Like, Bourdain is coming from a 
different political, a completely different political position than, say, Peterson. But what Bourdain realized in his travels, Bourdain was like, you know, he thought he was one of those people who thought that humanity was scum and a virus and all that type of thing. But then he travels and he's like, oh shit, actually everyone's like, you know, people are actually pretty nice and they're, they're just trying to get by and feed their kids and just just trying to live. And You know, I might, he might not agree with their cultural ideas on feminism or whatever the hell, but he's like, oh shit, we are actually all people and everyone's, everyone's just trying to get by and, and make the best of it in whatever framework they have, right? And that's what's up. And uh, this is the best time to be alive in recorded human history. And it's just going to get better. It just keeps getting better and better. It's like amazing. You know, I was talking to my nan, and she was telling me about how when she was a little girl, like, she couldn't afford tights, so she used to rub dirt on her legs and draw a seam with a biro. Right? That's, like, unimaginable now. But, and I mentioned that, and uh, someone, someone, someone left a comment saying, oh, yeah, my grandma used to do that, but, like, she couldn't afford a biro, so she used coal to draw the seam. <laughs> Akira. Like, and that's just, like, two generations. You know what I mean? So we don't have, we have no idea what, where we're going to be in the next one, but it's definitely going to be better. And that's amazing. Anyway, I don't know how I got into that whole tangent, but that's how I feel. And um, so, yeah, shouts out to you guys. Tem Tech says, Akira, you're an inspiration. I love your stuff, and I think it needs to be listened to by more people. I agree. My question is, are you interested in collaborating with other creators and sampling their content? I think we discussed this earlier, and, and the answer is yes, definitely. I'm very interested in... Name drop! What? What the fuck? What the hell is that? In collaborating with other people? Yo, is that the Discord making a noise? It is. People are talking on the Discord. How's that happen? I'll turn that off. Close that. What up, Discord? Oh my god, so this means... If I work this out for next week, we can people. We, I can talk to you guys in the Discord live on yeah, the stream. Hello, Akira. Yeah, that's terrifying. All right, that's gonna be fun. I'm gonna close this Discord now. There you go. Anyway, where were we? Yeah, I'm definitely interested in collaborating. So there. Z Jacobson says they are helping me save my life and restore my own power of my own future. I can't say enough, but these are huge, and you are doing some. Righteous work, working prodigious effects in many lives. Yay! Applause button for you. See Jacobson? Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you're here. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I hope that you're as proud as I am. Hey, there you go. But boy, do you think Diet Pepsi is a human right? Uh, I don't know about Diet Pepsi, but I'm a big fan of Bepis. So then. Adam Fernandez says it's not definitely going to be better. Well, all right, I'll tell you what. Uh, just let's have a look at a graph of history. And it's definitely better now than it ever was, and the graph's going like that. So most likely outcome is that it's going to be better. And that's the one I choose to go with, and I kind of feel that, like, uh, that's if more of us have that kind of attitude, then we will manifest more of that stuff. And if we're trying to think, you know, if we... We're thinking, people get caught in this like low energy, annoying stuff, right? Bickering about stupid, inconsequential sort of dirt stuff, you know? And there's, there's like big stuff to consider. And really, we're really at like the brink of, of some really big things and um, technologically and, and uh, culturally and all that. We're really on the brink of some big stuff. So let, let's think about the big stuff and let's, let's uh, assume that the outcome is going to be good and act accordingly. Uh, that's that's me anyway. You can do what you like. 
and I appreciate you. Bev, 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 Bev. The Bev says more Bourdain wave. Benjamin Ullman says something that just scrolled away. On my scroll, he went. God damn it. Anyway, where were we at? Oh, God, we've got nine minutes left. Nine minutes left, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Speak it into being, Akira, says Ben. Uh, well, there you go, Ben. That's the thing. Like, who was it you said to me? I have, I have a, a hardcore sort of science contingent fan base. At one point, they were like, when the whole bee thing was kicking off, they were sending me all their research into what was going on with the bees. I was interested in that. Anyway, one of them once said to me, uh, you creative types bear a, a, a large responsibility because we scientific types aren't necessarily creative in that fashion, a lot of us. But uh, when we see something, like if someone thinks of an idea, then we have to try and see if we can make that real. So this is why you know everything that was in Star Trek pretty much now exists. That stuff was thought up by creative people. And then it was like, all right, woo, sliding doors. Let's see if we can make that happen. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, communication device. Let's see if we can make that. Oh, we can. So if you have a load of like dystopian fantasy that's predicting the worst and is thinking the worst and is like, oh, yeah, we're all going to do all doom, doom, doom. If you get too much of that stuff, that's all that anyone in the scientific community is going to be working on because that's all that's coming out. So I think it's important to like, I don't, like you, I mean, there's no utopia and that's silly. But like, yeah, the sort of you 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 bear a responsibility as as a creative person and any kind of person because all all we're all creating and you bear a responsibility because what you put out into the world is what then becomes real in some shape or form and whatever can be imagined you know if you can think of a thing then it can probably be made somehow. So there, <laughs> Bill Bob says Mr. Rogers is the true Messiah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Shouts out to. Fred Rogers. I'm actually going to get one of those posters from the Meaning Wave store and make a goddamn shrine up the back there, I think. I actually am. I saw Coco this week. Oh, my God. Why didn't anyone tell me that Coco was so good? Why didn't anyone tell me? Like, I didn't even see it in the cinema. Like, the advertising campaign made me think that it would just be rubbish. I didn't think it was going to be any good. And I saw it the other day, and I saw it with my wife and son, and my son was lying on me the, the whole thing, and just Goddamn tsunamis of tears. What an incredible film that was. What a beautiful film. And what a ridiculously, like, literally archetypical, like, that's about as literal uh, a version of the hero's journey as I've ever seen. He just, like, literally goes to the underworld and saves his dead great-grandfather. Like, just literally, it's amazing. Theo Johnson, any plans to sell surfboards? Well, that's a good idea. I am, a, I am the Wave Lord. Wave Lord should sell surfboards. Joshua Daigle, Coco is a fantastic movie. Yes, it is. Uh, 987211 View says, what's the process behind starting a live stream? How do you keep it running for months? Lots of people have been asking me about this. Uh, well, the short answer is, like, I have a laptop that does nothing but stream. And I have a vast music library that is very, very carefully crafted and organized and tagged and all that sort of thing because um, I'm a DJ and I pay attention and so you know it's a lot it's a lot of work it's con and constant constant work and I'm constantly adding stuff to it and making new kind of vibe moods and stuff and trying to keep it good and interesting and there's an absolute barrage of technical 
problems all the time. You think it's all working and then something new will happen and there'll be some bug in the software and weird shit will occur and the sound's gone odd. And, uh, it's like something goes wrong almost all the time and it's, it's um, very frustrating and annoying. <laughs> but it's worth it because it brings people pleasure. And it makes people happy. And it's I, I, I always wanted to have a thing where, you know, people knew they could go to a certain place and, and there would be some great music for them that would be perfect for their, for, for their situation. So Source Wave Radios for, for, you know, for being indoors and having some dope indoors music. And uh, it's a lot of work, but it's worthwhile because I pop in there and I see in the chat and people are all happy and having interesting conversations and finding it useful. And... That's all, you know, that's, that's the point. So Pepper says, JBP Wave coming to Spotify anytime? Yeah, we talked about this earlier. Uh, the JBP Waves, as they are, couldn't possibly be on Spotify. There's too many samples that are unclearable. You try clearing a Nintendo sample, my God. However, however, you know, I'm thinking big and long term, and I've been trying to really um, work on my processes and get faster at producing and faster at making music. So I, I'm going to sort of you know if i can if i can make enough music and i make it all and i don't have to worry about samples and stuff i could hypothetically do jbp waves where i do all the music and it doesn't have samples and then those could go on spotify because peterson's into it he's happy for me to do that um so if, if i can do that then that's one of the aims peter foley is yay in the sunken place home now <laughs> no no if you see, look at him Look at him. He's out there changing the world every day. He's like out there shifting consciousness radically every day, just like he has been doing for the past 15 years or whatever the hell it is, as long as I've been paying attention to him. He's shifted culture like four times that I can think of, and this year he's already done it like twice. Like, he's in uh, the golden place is where he is. He's in the future. Ye is in the future. Like me. I'm in the future. Ye is in the future. There's a bunch of us, man. We're in the future. And I could, uh, this, what was someone, who was it who was saying earlier that it's not necessarily better in the future? Actually, I can confirm, because I'm living in the future, it is better in the future. It's getting better all the time. Yo, and we're all a part of that, and you're all a part of that. And it's a goddamn beautiful time to be alive. Right? Back on. Yes. Ooh. Back, 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 back on. <laughs> Rock Ancestor, K-West Wave. Uh, well, you know, you know, you probably noticed on the last JBP wave, the first track which I produced was a Kanye. Uh, it's cover. I don't know if it's a cover or a reimagining or whatever. Like I found a guy playing um, Bound Two on sax and sampled that. I love Kanye. I've always loved Kanye. So there. It's a golden age, says Riku Morwing. Yes, it is. It's a goddamn golden age. It is a golden age. It's the new golden age. Um, Riku Amore Riku says, I listen to Source Wave when working. Keeps me from strangling my colleague. See, there you go. It's worth it. Shouts out to your colleague who's alive. Benjamin Ullman says, the future can be better, but like Akira said, you have to be there making it better. Yeah, you have to believe it can be better, and then you have to work to make it better. Right? And part of that involves believing it can be better. Because if you're walking around all, all nihilistic and sarky and, and grumpy and miserable all the time, you're basically not doing anything useful. Right? It's not helpful. Right? We need people to solve problems. That's what we need. We don't need people out there creating more problems and being miserable and nihilistic and spreading misery and retweeting misery. Like, Go out there and find something good in the world and focus on that and make that more and bring more of that into the world. Because that's what we goddamn need. And there's a lot of us. There's enough of us that if like a few of us did it, 
it would make a massive, massive difference. If a few of us were just like, all right, you know what, I'm not going to retweet misery anymore and I'm not going to allow misery into my life and I'm not going to put misery out into the world. If we really did that and really like focused on it and like stuck to it, it would like be this radical shift in the world. So let's do that. All right? Let's do that, ladies and gentlemen. Joshua Davis, so Stephen Pinker has a lot to say about that. Okay, cool. I haven't read his new book. I hear it's good. Enlightenment Now is that. That's the other thing, actually. That's what, yeah. Enlightenment. Enlightenment Now. New Enlightenment. That's what I feel this is. This is the golden age, and this is the new enlightenment. That's where we're at. That's what we're up to. All right? So there. Ike is left. Dude, you're the man. What's Wave has been a real change post-workouts. Like, hopeful to reach others mentally. That's dope. Thank you. It's re- I'm really, it's really nice. It's really, uh, I'm really glad that I'm like reaching a lot of like the workout community at the moment. I get loads of messages from people in gyms and loads of people sending me videos of themselves deadlifting to my music and stuff, and it's very gratifying. Because like people doing that kind of thing, that's hard, man. That's really hard. Like forcing yourself to do that all the time, that's hard, and I respect that. And um, I'm trying to do that more myself. That's an area in which I need to be a lot, lot better. So that's somewhere I can, I can improve. Anyway. It's 2 p.m. We've been here for an hour, uh, so I need to get back to work. Uh, I have a lot to do today. We've, I've got to get, I've got JBP7 to do. I've, I've got this comic book, comic book girl 19 project to do. I've got this Ryan Adams, Ryan Celsius <laughs> record to do. Uh, I've made my first lo-fi sample pack. That's going, that's finishing today. Lots going on. Anyway, thank you all for being here. Uh, if I didn't to see your question, I know there's lots of messages I didn't see. They fly by very fast. So uh, we'll be here next week. Same time, same bat channel. Leave questions on the Discord or the community tab. Rock Ancestors, thanks for all you do. JBP7 can't, can't wait. It's going to be great. It is. JBP7, hype, says Riku. Yes, 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 JBP7. Next week, next week. And... Uh, yeah, that's going to be tough. But, uh, you know, I have to make these ridiculous uh, things so then it gets done. I was saying this uh, last week. The only reason I'm here making music or any, in any kind of way is because I set myself ridiculous deadlines and then was forced to stick to them. And, like, I was in this rap group and we just used to rehearse in, this ba- in the basement and we'd like, dictaphones and we'd just like, taught ourselves to rap. And uh, I, was, I kept wanting to go and like, record and and do gigs, and the rest of the band were like, no, we're not ready, we're not ready, we're not ready. It's kind of like the kid thing, you know, not ready to have a kid yet, like the house isn't big enough or whatever. They're like, no, we're not ready yet, we're not good enough yet. So I went behind all their backs and I booked a gig. And it was like in a week <laughs> time at the Barfly, which is quite a big venue. And it was like, we were playing with a relatively big band and it, it was mentioned that it was in the music press and stuff. So like, cause I knew some people and stuff, like I, I was a music journalist. And uh, so we had to do it. We were forced out of the basement on stage. And we were definitely not ready. And like, we had this five song set and I thought it was still the third song when it was the last song. And I was sick through my Spider-Man mask on the, on the main band's bass drum. And uh, our guitarist was a, was a stilt walker and I knocked him off his stilts. And, and we were definitely not ready, but like, it was an amazing gig and it was a spectacle and people were like, oh my God, what is this? And it forced us out of the basement. And like within, within the month, we had a tour booked and uh, we, were, we were in the studio with someone that we really admired and um, we were getting way better and, and uh, like magazines were writing about us and stuff, you know, so you just have to get out and do it. 
You know, you want to do a thing, you just have to start doing it. And you'll start doing it, and you won't be as good as you want to be. And that's just, that's just, there is no way around that. There is no way around that whatsoever. So you just have to start, and then, then you'll work it out as you go along. Anyway, yes, so that's that. I'm Akira. You're amazing. I appreciate you. It's a beautiful day to be alive. I will see you all. Well, I'll see you. I'll see you. Go join the Discord. Blah.